Welcome to Prophetic Leadership, a podcast delivering strategies and insights to help you accurately hear God's voice and to powerfully lead your sphere of influence. How's it going, everybody? This is David Fang, and I am sitting here with Jimmy Kellett. And for those of you who don't know who Jimmy Kellett is, you are in for a special treat. He's uh, someone who's a real huge part of Christian International and is the head of our Ministering Spiritual Gifts training, which has taught over 500,000 people Mm -hmm. to hear the voice of God for themselves and those people around them. And he has taken people who thought they could never hear God and within just a short time, been able to extract the gift on the inside of them and cause them to begin to flow like never before. So I'm really excited. And what we're talking about today is about what God is saying for 2018. We kind of really like to poll our different prophets that are here at Christian International and get a sense of what they're sensing that God's saying. So Jimmy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dave. Glad to be here. Man, um, let's go ahead and just get started. Um, can you kind of just talk a little bit? I'm just going to open up for a few minutes about you just sharing kind of what you feel God is saying for this season. Sure. And um, we'll just go from there. Well, David, I'm going to start with this because uh, something my dad taught me many years ago when I was coming up in ministry, he used to say things as my dad was a pastor for a while. He used to say things, pastors minister out of what they're going through. Hmm. And so... Some of what has happened with my family over the last you know, year and a half, basically with my wife's illnesses and now my son-in-law uh, and his illnesses, is that it felt like things were being robbed from us, right? being taken from us. And it was like the, the more we gave, the more was taken, which is, you know, that's how the enemy tries to do it. So in the middle of it, as I've been praying over the season, saying, all right, God, what is the word of the Lord? And I'm not like our bishop, and I'm not like Apostles Tom and Jane, and and some of the rest of them that, that just sit down and they get a word of the Lord, I right. mean, it just comes to them, and they just, uh, they write it out, and they've got a whole book, and Bishop hands out notes, and you know, mine comes a little differently, so mm. I have to really work at it, I have to really seek God, because that's not my style of ministry, mine, mine is more of uh, you coming to me saying, Jimmy, I need a word of the Lord, and it just comes. It just flows. It's a, um, I heard somebody call it years ago, the Nobby prophet. It just flows out. You know, right. And, and I know a bishop is that way and apostles Tom and Jane are that way. But when it comes to the writing of it, I'm not that way. It, it just does. It's not in my wheelhouse. So I have to really seek the Lord. And as I've been seeking the Lord, part of what has happened in our life is the, the stealing away of the health. Right. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Because like the process that you've come through mm-hmm. is not just like one instance or two instances. No. It has been a continual right. onslaught in a lot of ways. And could you kind of explain a little bit of that so that yeah, people understand? In April 2015, my wife started having some problems. Waverly started having problems. And as she started having problems, we ended up in and out of the hospital over, gosh, a year. And, and it's actually a year and eight months when it was all settled. But she'd go in, they'd say, this is wrong with her, what's wrong with her. She'd be in the hospital for a week. We'd come home. Three months later, we're back in the hospital for a week. So it was like one right after another. And then she had the, the massive heart attack in February of last year. And then, then the, the healing process started with her. It's not 100%, but we're getting better every day. So it's been a, you said it, a continual onslaught. I mean, it's one thing right after another where, funny you ask that, because um, 
when I first turned my life back over to God in 1984, somebody told me, go to John, read the whole book of John, and John's the love book. Yeah. Now, this is how you find the love of God. It's like, wait a minute, I, I found the love of God. <laughs> he met me on the road You know, as that prodigal coming back. He gave me everything that I needed. So I was reading it one day. I said, God, I know this stuff. I knew this stuff when I was a kid. I know, I know, the, I know the life of Jesus. I know the heart of Jesus. I right. know the, the heart he has for me. That, that he died on the cross for me. I said, God, where do I need to go? And he said, go to Job. Oh. And I went, Job? I said, God, That's I know about Job. <laughs> so, but Job was my reading and, and studying out Job those so many years ago was my rock that I stood on. It said, God, if Job can go through all of this, I can go through all of this. So it was a real place where I got grounded and rooted, and I stood my ground. Right. And I said, God, whatever happens, happens. But I'm not, I'm not going to deny you, and I'm not going to quit serving you. So that's been the process. And then we, then four months ago, we found out that my, my son-in-law has leukemia, oh, and it has been one. I mean, and that is, to me, the worst battle because I'm seeing now my daughter go through. And she's strong, and she's, she's courageous in the fight. Yeah. What's really cool about that is, too, is that I saw my daughter Go back to what she knew. God says in his uh. word, raise them up when they're young, they'll not depart from it. And she came back, and she came back strong. She came back, and she used to say, Dad, CI does too much warfare. Christian <laughs> International does just way too much warfare. You don't have to do that. And now she's doing the warfare. She's right? doing the war, yeah. And it's like, hey, aren't you glad you learned how to do this warfare? So in all of that, yeah. This is where the essence of my 2018 work. And I think that's really huge for for this because I think it's important for people to understand, mm -hmm. especially now in the culture that we're in, it's easy for people to kind of toss words out there, to say right. things, but not have having lived the process right. or experienced it. And I think it's important that people understand that for you, you have been around the prophetic and all of this ever since you were young. Right. When Bishop used to come around in your younger days and everything like that. And you have lived a prophetic process and faced intense adversity for a long time. You've experienced that throughout the, you know, all this stuff. So it's not right. something new to you. So when you share this word, I feel like it has a component to it mm -hmm. of someone who is coming from experience. Right. Someone who has lived the word which I think has tremendous value and I think takes the hollowness out of some of the stuff that people hear. And for me, I know we should always value what God's saying regardless of the vessel he chooses. That's true. But I think that it's also very valuable when we get the chance to hear from a vessel who is saying, I'm not only going to talk from what God has said, but what he's caused me to live as a demonstration to all of us. So with that, man, I mean, I'm just, I'm just blown away. So I'm excited to kind of hear this word that you're going to share. Well, well that's, that's, to me, that's it. I mean, it, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine diff, a different lifestyle, Dave. Yeah. I, I really couldn't. I, I could not. You know, we came from Texas and making good money there and coming here and then the different businesses around here saying, well, we can't pay you that much. It's like, wait a minute, how do you make a living here then? You know, right. so that, that is good. But the word I got, David, was this is a season of replenishing. Hmm. And and I, it goes back to what I just talked about that it it's a season for God to replenish back to us. And so I like doing word studies. I don't yeah. have of others, but you know I I got out the Webster's eighteen twenty eight dictionary and said, "All right, God, 
Let's see what this word replenish means. And this is what replenish means. It's a definition, and it means filling. It means filling. And then the other part of that word, the second part of it is, the definition is supplying with abundance. And I really feel like this is a season where God is going to supply an abundance of what we need to fulfill what he has called us to do. And, you know, even in the midst of everything that's been going on with us, Bishop Hammond and I traveled together last year a little bit. And uh, during the travel at one time, he said, you're not traveling a lot now. How are you making it? And I smiled and I said, God's making it. And meaning this is that, you know, part of our our making a living here at Christian International is our travel. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's based on and, and how our salaries are, are set up. So when you don't travel, the amount of money that you're used to having isn't there, and you have to learn how to to go without. But I really feel like that with all that happened, that we were still getting abundantly blessed. People that, that we administered to 20 years ago would see us and say, hey, what's your address, and send us a check, and it'd come at the right time, at the right when the bills were coming in. It's like, okay, God, right. you covered another one, you covered another one, you covered another one. So I know that there was already a supply coming, but now I believe that this year is the abundance of supply. And I'm not talking just for me, because as I said when we first started, my dad always said, you're going to preach what you're going through because you relate to what you're going through. Mm. And so I'm, I'm preaching about what I've gone through, knowing that there's more coming this year than there was last year. And you know, I, I love Apostle Jane's word about the favor of the Lord yeah. coming. And, you know, I love the favor of the Lord because that's that's a basic that you get when you first start out is you get you get Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. You're saved. You get filled with the Holy Ghost. Then you get the favor of God, which is a natural. I mean, it, it's, it's something we don't have to work for. It comes naturally. And so now you've got the favor and... Knowing in that favor, there's an abundance of what God is going to do. And I have one scripture that that I really, that connected with me, and it's out of the New King James, Jeremiah 31, 25. And it says this, for I have saturated the weary soul, and I have replenished every sorrowful soul. And I believe that this is a season where we're going to see a lot of the people that have walked away from the things of God come mm. back to God come back because they've been weary in it, and now they're going to go back to where they know they can get filled. And God is going to abundantly bless them. It's that prodigal son coming back home. It's that coming back and saying, all right, now here's what I have to offer you. Do you want it or not? And I believe that's where we're at. And you know, a lot of us have taken that path of, God, I don't want to serve you. I don't want to be part of what this Christianity is now. And we took a took that road of our own and got out there and found out, man, I could eat better. I could eat what the pigs are eating, and still eat better than what I'm eating. Right. You know, which I hope I never get there, God. <laughs> Ever again. I'm never going back, right? I won't go back, God. But in that, too, is now we're coming into a, a season of abundance that that we can see the visions and the plans that we have been given by God fulfilled. And I, I go from part of this too of October when we Bishop took the uh, the offering. Mm-hmm. For years we've been believing for an office complex. Yep. Not. I mean, we have a great office complex here. We have a great synergy of buildings. Mm-hmm. 
around us, you know, we have all the admin buildings and all of that. But it would be, sure be nice for all of us to be under one roof. Oh, yeah. In, in one place. So now Bishop takes the offering, and the offering is more than enough to begin the project. Right. For those of you guys who don't know, um, during IGAP, you know, we, we never do this usually. But, and in fact, I think Bishop said that this was the first time he felt to take this offering in this way in like decades or something right. like that. And it was really about, how would you describe it, Jimmy? It was like an offering that was meant to begin, there was a special moment of favor where God said that if you sow in, there's going to be an exponential return that is very unique. And people really jumped in on that. They did. You, you kind of have to understand, like Christian International Bishop Hammond, he never does that. No. And he's always, I mean, it's just demonstrated even in the level of integrity that him and Christian International have walked in for all these years. It has to be God. Otherwise, he's not going to do it, especially in that area. And um, it was amazing how people responded. Yeah. It, I remember the first time that he ever did an offering like that. Yeah. It was really hard for him because he felt like, you know, wait, I, I shouldn't, uh, I'm not supposed to be doing this kind of stuff. He would always get somebody else to do it. Right. And then God spoke to him and said, Bishop, you need to do this. And this so he right started here. doing it. And then he did it for a while, then he sort of let a, the apostles do it or Dr. Tim do it or one of the board of governors come up and do it or somebody who felt anointed to do it. Yeah. And we'd get great offerings, but when Bishop got up and he he said, this is it, and and it was like, man, if, if I got to pull a button off my shirt and put right. it in this offering, I'm going to get blessed because of it. Right. It was you just know? a real strong window yeah. that got it, it was. up. And it was, and I don't think that window is closed yet. No. I believe that that window is going to stay open because mm-hmm. that's part of that favor. Yeah. The favor means that it, it it's not going to shut down. It's going to open up even more so. Oh, yeah. And so even if you didn't give in October, send in an offering. Yeah. And, and say, this is for what Bishop did in October. That's a good point. Uh, not that we need your money, but we need your money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just to fund that vision. You know, we yeah, got to tons of vision. fund the vision. vision because, you know, um, to have a place that as staff members, we can say, we're all in one place because a lot yeah. of people don't realize that we have our corporate offices on one on the north side yeah. of ninety eight, and then our our church is on the other conference side. center on the other side. And some people have south no side. idea when they come here yeah. for conference, they think we're all in that building, yeah, we're all in it, and building. we're not. And they're like, "Wait, you're in a, across the highway?" And we're like, "Yeah, you go over the highway, yeah, over the highway. down a dirt road <laughs> to the left." And they're like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> Well, thank God we have the road thank paved God we got now. Paved yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, you're right. I mean, that was kind of something that God's kind of been speaking over the years is really yes. a one corporate place right. that we can be able to gather so we can physically synergize. Right. And, and you know, the, where we, we, we become one mm-hmm. as one. And so to me, that was such a, a great time because I remember when we started talking about building Vision Church. Yeah, back in the day, and and we were meeting in hotels, and we would, we were the Beverly Hillbillies when it came to conferences. Man, we right. pack up the truck and and move down the road for oh, yeah. a week, and then pack the truck up and move back and get back on a Thursday night, be in, in the offices Friday morning, setting up the sound system in the church so we could have church Friday oh, night man. and Sunday morning. So you know, when they built the building, it was like, hey, we don't have to do the, the yeah. roadie stuff anymore. But there was still that. We're over here, and that's over there. Right. And, you know, we're, we're all one here, the church, the <laughs> ministry. Two separate identities, but the same identity. Exactly. Same vision, same purpose, same, same Right, energy. and that's how it's supposed to be. So 
when all that that came about, I mean, there was a there was a jump in my spirit of going, yeah. all right, God, finally, you know, because um, we have a big vision here at Christian mm-hmm. National. Doctor Doctor Bill Bishop Hammond has such a huge vision of what he wants to do with the campus and what he where he wants to take Christian International and and you know, with everything happening with Bishop right now, all the favor that's on him. Yeah. You know, the anointing, when the anointing was broke over Aaron's head, when Moses started to anoint him with oil, it flowed down. Yeah. So if the favor's on Bishop, the favor's on you and I. And so that favor of, of God wants to abundantly bless us, to give back what was stolen, to restore that what was taken, it goes back to what God is doing right now. Replenishing, yeah, and he's, and he's replenishing. He's replenishing bringing us, back. yeah. And, and you know, there's a there's there's one more definition of this because it says to restore to a former level or condition. Hmm. And there was a time that Christian International, when we had conferences, we packed our building, and then it sort of waned off over the 2008 recession, breakdown of recession, estate, and yep. the financial things that were happening. People sort of backed off and. They started going closer to home, so other ministries started to grow. I mean, just erroneously. I yeah, mean, and we went from a staff. We were we had a pretty big staff back yeah. then. How many do we have? Maybe we were around fifty at that time. Fifty oh, staff, fifty members. people, and and that's between the corporate offices and and the church the church offices. So. And then we went down to I don't even know how low it was. There was a, there was one time I think there was what fifteen sixteen of us. Fifteen sixteen, yeah. same workload. Fifteen yeah, sixteen yeah. people. Yeah, you learn how to wear the new hats. Yep. and and adjust. And that was interesting though, because we learned to maximize our capacity and potential. Right. I don't think in a way that would have happened had we stayed at that same level. No, and and I attribute that a lot to the the next generation. Right. The used that came in. Um, yeah. The used meaning you we were still young back then. Yeah, you were you were young and so young, and, and you had a lot of muscles, so it really worked out well for us. It really did. <laughs> it did. But then again, too, you guys made us look at things differently. It helped us change our perspective to the way that the millennials start to look at things. Which is so interesting because it's like we experienced we experienced a season of learning in the midst of maybe some tremendous adversity mm-hmm. and some seasons where we were dry in several areas, but in many ways we were being expanded and grown. Right. So it's almost like our capacity expanded. Right. And then now as we're entering the season, like Bishop has entered into the season of favor, the replenishment comes in and it restores things as they were, mm-hmm. but then also fills in the new capacity that we have, which I think is incredible. So I see how like we, we've kind of talked about how this has been demonstrated in your life personally, right. the replenishment coming in. We're seeing how God is doing it in the ministry uh, as a whole and a larger body. Where do you feel this is going to go in terms of like the body of Christ as a whole? Like where does this move us? Um, from where we are. It moves us into a new dimension that we've never been in before. Yeah. Where the church is actually looked at as a viable source, Mm. where we see the benefits of where the church comes in and starts supplying for the communities, where the the local governments can't afford to do something, the church comes in and says, we'll take it over. Um, That's incredible. I've heard stories about, and I've read some things about, Bethel, Bill Johnson. Yeah. And what they're doing right there in Reading. Oh, it's incredible. Helping. I mean, incredible. I've been a part of something in the Phoenix area where we went to the 
mayors and said, how can we help you as a church? And they would say, well, you know, we have these parks that we just can't, we're going to have to close them down, level them out. But, you know, if you ever lived in Phoenix, parks are where we, we hung out. When we, oh, yeah. That was the best place. Part of it was that you had a place to go where you could have fun, you could shoot basketball, you could, you know, kick a ball around, throw a Frisbee, whatever you were doing. So we would go to these parks and on a weekend take a lot of different churches that came together as one, hit the parks, go in and clean them up. I mean, picking up dirty needles where they've injected themselves, cleaning up the bathrooms, I mean, repainting stuff, and doing it on our our dime as the church. Yeah. Where it doesn't come, and, and the parks become a place where the families start coming back to. Man. After it's done. So... To me, that's what we're going to see God doing. We're going to see the finances that God brings to the church because of the abundance and the overabundance of blessing. Yeah. That abundance means more than. Mm. You know, there's a level of where he restores to the former, but then he says, all right, now I'm going to give you some more. You know, when when you're responsible for little, you know, you, you do the little, and then God make, makes you responsible for more, right? Right. I mean... Quoting it, probably not exactly how the word says it, but in the way I see it. Yeah. That when I'm faithful with what he's given me, he's going to give me more to be faithful with. Mm. And so I believe that God is going to bring an abundance to the church that has never been there before because people are looking for a place to do, to give so that they can see results. Right. You see that a lot with some of the people in in the world today. Yeah. They're looking for a place to, to invest their money. They are. In a where it becomes a benefit to others. And I think the church is going to be the leader of that of that. Right. They're gonna see like, oh my gosh, like uh for a long time the church didn't seem like a viable option for city transformation right. community impact. Right. So they're like, okay, well if I donate to this church, it's gonna help them renovate their building. It's mm-hmm. gonna maybe help their worship team get new in ear monitors. Right. And it may seem like a really bad thing to say, but it was almost like to people outside with the finances to to be able to replenish. They were like, it kind of feels like a black hole where I put it in, yeah. but then there's no impact out here. Right. And so like with what you're saying, it's like, it's so cool, the progression, because you're talking about on a personal level, God's going to replenish us. Mm-hmm. Then as the body of Christ, God's going to replenish the body of Christ. Right. And then from there, out of the outflow, God is going to cause us to be the source of replenishment for the community and for the cities around us. So it's like really kind of along with what Bishop was saying with the saints movement and how we're getting ready to move. You know, we have been over the last few years systematically coming outside the four walls. Right. And now you're kind of like with this word, it feels like God is saying, now you are going to be a replenishing agent to the cities around you. So all of a sudden now... The impossibilities and the darkness and the heaviness that's in our communities, mm-hmm. it now is no longer something that is a a point of shame or contention. It's actually an opportunity now for us. That's right to be able to do it. So, like, how are we able to now activate this word? Like, okay, like if you can break it down for us, like personally, how do I access the replenishing that God has for this season? I mean, there's always the principles of God. Yeah, uh, especially when it when it comes to giving. Give mm-hmm. Luke six thirty eight says, "Give and it shall be given unto you." Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will men give into your bosom? I heard a guy take it an offering, use that, but then he added this. He said, "Now you need to start praying 
for those that gave unto your bosom, for those to give unto their bosoms. Wow. And so it's it's that re- reciprocating. Yeah. That's what God does with us. Give, and he gives it back to us. And, and it, guys, it's not always about a financial giving. Right. Sometimes it's about a giving of the heart, a giving of, uh-huh. a, uh, of your, your talents. Uh, I know, David, you posted yesterday on Facebook, look, I took photos for my bishop, and now they're on Charisma Magazine, yep. which I think was really cool because it was, you didn't charge bishop to do that. You uh-huh. gave it as an offering to him. Yep. Now it's coming back. That people will say, wow, you took that picture, Dave? Can you do our family portraits for us? Yeah. And stuff like that. So it, it becomes re- reciprocating to you yeah. because you did something out of your heart mm. that people are going to go, okay, you know, if David can do it, I can do it. Exactly. And and I believe that's where the body of Christ has, we as the church have, has failed, probably yeah. is a good way to say it, is that we got focused on so much of we need your money, we need your money, we need your money. Right. That we forgot that they need other things that we have too. Exactly. Money is just the beginning of it. I, I right. remember Bishop saying one time, he took a, a $20 bill out of his wallet, and he said, this $20 bill has no nutritional value. Right? Yeah, exactly. It has no nutritional value whatsoever. I could eat it, and it wouldn't do anything for me. No. But I could go buy something and cook it, and it would have nutritional value. Exactly. So sometimes it's not about the money. It's about what what do you have in your hands? Yeah. I remember years and years ago, God taught me this lesson. We were in a local church in Dallas, Texas, and in uh, actually Plano, Texas, and and we were there. And they there was a man came from Africa, and he was just traveling the U.S. I trying to itinerate. Yeah. Our pastor had this thing, if he didn't know you, you didn't get in his pulpit. Right, right. So the man came in, the pastor has had a real heart for missions anyways. So he said, look, he said, I'm not going to let you preach, but I'll let you share your testimony. So he put him down in front of the altar, in front of the stage. Yeah. It was during a time when God was sifting me from business into ministry and making me realize that that everything I did wasn't because I did it, but because he, he, he had blessed me to do it. Yeah. And so, because he was showing me, hey, wait a minute, I have a, a more, than, more than you ever have. You can make all you want, but you know what? I can make more. Right. And so I can make more of you. So I was standing in the back, and, and it was a, we had just you know, paid our tithe. We had just paid all our bills. Banking account didn't have maybe a few pennies left in it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, okay, God, we're, we're here. So in the midst of it, they brought him up. They, he started telling his testimony. People just started walking. First time I'd ever seen it. People started walking up and putting money at his feet. David, by, by I mean, 15 minutes into it, he had, he had money to his knees. I mean, just that's how tall it was. Wow. And I was sitting back there going, God, I don't have anything to give him. And, and I heard God say this. He said, he needs a hug to let him know that he's loved. Whoa. And I just walked up there and I just bear hugged him. Yeah. I, I held on to him as long as I mean, waded through all the cash and bear hugged him. Didn't have anything financially to give him, but I gave him something that he needed. Right. Because God, because I listened to, to the Lord. But in that too, he broke, I broke, and then it broke something else. And by the time the man left, he probably had more than enough. Wow. He was abundantly blessed. And he didn't even share his whole testimony. That's incredible. So 
it's, it taught me a lesson of sometimes I don't have the financial wherewithal to do it, but I have things that God has taught me and trained me in. I have gifts and callings that are that are to be used. I have talents. So we have to all understand that, you know, sometimes it's not to become what we're going to be called to be is not going to be always in the financial realm, but what we can give to to our church, to our community, to the people outside of the church that will bring the people into the church. That's incredible. So, I mean, I think that's just such a key is even, it's just important to change our perspective and our mindset, I think. And you kind of really broke that down, which was like, one, you have to get in the mindset to give because right. when you sow, there's that reciprocity or, you know, the the giving back. And then the other thing is also then getting out of the box when it comes to giving. Right. Because it's not just finances. It's what God may be asking you to do with your time, with your mm-hmm. actions, with your cultivating of relationships and different things like that. And that makes so much sense because you're right. It's the application of what God is saying now for this season so often goes back to the biblical principles that God has established for a long time, which is that. Would you mind, Jimmy, even as we wrap up here, to be able to just kind of pray just prophetically over us and over this word? And just, I really believe that as you pray, it's going to release something in the lives of everybody that's listening and really set them up for this new year. All right, Dave, I'll I'll give you a pre-warning though first. Uh, Not a long prayer. Hey, it's all good. Precise and precise. Right to the point, God, let's get it over with. (laughs) Our editor editor will thank you very much for that. (laughs) Father, I thank you right now, Father, for what you're doing in the body of Christ and what you're doing in each one of us. And Lord, I thank you that today, Father, is a day that we step out in new ways, Father, that we've never gone before. And Lord, as we've heard the word of the Lord from, from all over the world, Father God, that things are starting to line up in the body of Christ. So, Father, as we go forward now, Lord, as you begin to replenish those things that have been taken and stolen from us, Lord, that as you come in and start to fill back, Father God, even in our own personal lives, in our own personal ministries, Lord, in the times where we feel like we're drained out, Father God, that we, we're no longer even half empty, but Lord, we're just down to the bottom of it. Lord, that you'll fill us back up, and your word says it will, it will overflow. Lord, that the rivers of living waters will start to flow out of us from the abundance of your anointings, your abundance of your blessings, your abundance of your glory unto us, Father. So Lord, I ask you just to release it to each one, Father, that is listening today. And Lord, as you release it to them, Father God, show them, Father God, that you are there to bless them, Father God, beyond measure. Lord, that you want to give to them, Father God, so that they can take it to the next level in themselves. So Lord, we release it to them today. Lord, we impart it to them today. And Lord, we ask you, Lord, don't quit on us, but Lord, give us even more, Father, as we go into this new season in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, David. Thank you for listening to Prophetic Leadership, a part of Christian International Ministries. For more information on conferences, training intensives, and other resources to help make a powerful difference, please visit our website at christianinternational.com.